what's up everybody happy monday i hope everybody had a good weekend i know i did it's pretty lazy watched a couple of matches nothing i didn't really watch anything from start to finish i even um you know kind of missed part of the uh, the stuttgart game even though it was on friday um hung out with the family um i think on friday i think i actually barbecued but it's kind of weird because We've had this like cold front come through in Texas, so well, at least in you know the San Antonio area, southern Texas, I guess. Um, and the weather has just been crazy. Like there was one day that it was it was cold. The low, I should say, the low temperature was colder here in San Antonio than it was in Reykjavik, Iceland, which is just nuts. Um, it's not too bad today. I mean, it was like 46, I think, this morning when I woke up. Um, now it's about, you know, mid seventies, so it's not too bad. It's not going to get any warmer than this, but you know, mid seventies isn't bad. Um, but yeah, the weather has just been, been kind of wild. I've been wearing jeans and, and hoodies, you know, and prior to this, I was wearing nothing but, you know, shorts and t-shirts and whatnot, walking around in flip-flops, like to go check the mail or whatever. But now I'm wearing socks and, you know, it's just, uh, it's gotten cold. So yeah, you got to apologize the truck noise in the back. They're still building houses in my area. You know, they're probably not going to be done building up this area for a while. Well, I'd say like at least another year, year and a half. So yeah, so there's going to be some random noise in the background, but it's all good. So um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Or I should say I do. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of matches that have, that's happened. You know, we had Champions League and Europa League that's happened since uh, the last time I spoke to you guys. Just a whole lot going on. I'm just going to jump into it. Um... We'll start with uh, Champions League match day two, which was last Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, let's see. We had Lokomotiv Moscow 1, Bayern Munich 2, Atletico Madrid 3, Salzburg 2, Shakhtar, Don Shakhtar Donetsk and Inter Milan play to a 0-0 draw. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Real Madrid play to a 2-2 draw. We got Porto 2, Olympiaco 0. Uh, Manchester City beat Marseille 3-0. Atalanta and Ajax play to a 2-2 draw, and Liverpool to Mitiglan 0. So on Wednesday, we had uh, Chelsea 4, Krasnodar 0. Uh, Sevilla beat Rennes 1-0. Rennes, excuse me, 1-0. Borussia Dortmund beat Zenit St. Petersburg 2-0. Club Brugge and Lazio play to a 1-1 draw. Ferencarvos and Dynamo Kiev play to a 2-2 draw. Barcelona beat uh, Cristiano Ronaldo list Juventus 2-0. PSG defeated Istanbul Başakşehir 2-0. And in a game that I thought was going to be, you know, a pretty good game for a neutral, the Man United versus RB Leipzig game. I mean, Man United, you never know which team is going to show up with them, but they beat uh, Man U beat RB Leipzig 5-0, which is they put up a lot of goals and RB Leipzig is still I mean, they're still struggling. With trying to you know replace Timo Werner, I still think they're still struggling a little bit trying to replace uh, Jean Kevin Augustin or Augustin. I can't pronounce his name. My French accent is terrible. Jean Kevin Augustin, Augustin, whatever. They're still trying to figure out how to replace him, and then they got rid of Timo Timo Werner also. So I think they're you know they're doing okay in the Bundesliga, but you're playing in Europe. I think it's going to be they might not have the depth to be able to go too far. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I definitely didn't see Man U, especially with all their issues, putting up that many goals against RB Leipzig. All right. So this is how the table looks after two match days in the Champions League, the UEFA Champions League. 
uh, Group A, Bayern Munich's on top, followed by Atletico Madrid, Lokomotiv Moscow, and Salzburg. Group B, we got Shakhtar on top, Borussia Mönchengladbach, Inter Milan, and Real Madrid in third. Never would have thought I'd see Shakhtar on top of that um, that group. Group C, Man City 1, Porto 2, Olympiacos 3, Marseille's in fourth. Group D, Liverpool, Atalanta, Ajax, and Mitteglan. Group E, Chelsea, Sevilla, Krasnodar, and Rene. Group F, Lazio, Club Brugge, Borussia Dortmund, and Zenit St. Petersburg. Group G, Barcelona's on top, followed by Juventus, then Dynamo Kiev, and Ferencavos. Group H, Manchester United's on top, followed by Peter Saint-Germain, RB Leipzig, and then Istanbul, Bashakir. Um, some of the notable matches that I have coming up for, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, for match day three, got uh, RB Leipzig hosting Inter Milan. Porto Marseille, I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be a good match. I don't know why, but um, I don't know really too much about either one of those teams. I just think that as a neutral, that'll be a pretty good game. Then we got Atalanta hosting Liverpool, and then RB Leipzig and Paris Saint-Germain. And I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they played each other in the semi, I think, last year for the Champions League, which was only a couple months ago. But um, those are the four matches that I think are going to be like the best matches or standouts matches that you should check out. Um, I got that CV or CPS that CBS all access. Um, so I'm going to watch I'm going to be watching a lot more Champions League than I was before, because now I just have greater access to be able to watch it. So. All right. Um Europa League, match day two. I'm not going to cover all these for the same reason that I didn't cover match day one. I'm just going to go over some of the notable scores. Um, first off, Arsenal 3, Dundalk 0. Now, I, everybody expected Arsenal to win this game, and they did. But the reason that I'm like really, really talking about this is because I don't know if I've ever seen this happen in, like a, in a match period. Um, I'm sure it's happened at least once or twice, but... Not something that actually kind of stood out. But Dundelk, they did not commit a foul that entire match. So there's no warnings. There was no cards for them. And that's the first time it's ever happened in the, in the Europa League that a team goes an entire match without any fouls called against them. So, I mean, that's to me, that's that's pretty impressive. So, all right. Um, in the what I was calling the Timothy Weah derby, we had Lille 2, Celtic 2. Timothy Way only came on for like eight minutes in that match. Um, we had Hoffenheim beat Ghent four to one. Uh, let's see, AC Milan three over Sparta three zero, excuse me, over Sparta Prague. Leicester City beat AEK Athens two to one. And Molda defeated Rapid Wien uh, one to zero. So. Um, Oh, one other match, sorry. Another match that, that was a standout. Real Sociedad 0, Napoli 1. I think that was probably like the best match of match day 2 in the Europa League. So, um, I don't know. This week should be a little bit, I don't want to say better, but um, there might be some, uh, some more decent matches that are coming up for match day 2. But here's how the standings are for Group A um, after match day 2. We got uh, CFR Klug on top, followed by Roma. Um, Young Boys is in third, and CSKA Sofia, I almost said Moscow, is in fourth. Group B, we got Arsenal on top, 
followed by Mulder, then Rapid Vienna, or Rapid Wien, and then Dundalk. Group C, we got uh, Bayer Leverkusen, then Bapoel Beersheba, uh, Slavia Prague, and then Nice. Every single team in this group has won one and lost one, so everybody has three points in that group. Group D, we got Benfica, Rangers, Lech Poznan, and then Standard Liège. Group E, Granada, PSV, PAOK, and then Ammonia Nicosia. Group F, AZ's on top, followed by Napoli, Real Sociedad, and Rajika. Group G, Leicester City's on top, followed by Sporting Braga. They both have six points. Zoria's in third, and AEK Athens is in last. Group H, we got AC Milan on top, followed by Lille, then Celtic, then Sparta Prague. Group I, we got Villarreal, Maccabi Tel Aviv, Sivaspor, and Korabag. Group J is Antwerp after their surprise victory over Tottenham. Tottenham's in second, Lask is in third, and the Ludogrets is in last. Group K, we got Wolfsburger AC on top, followed by CSK in Moscow, Dynamo Zagreb, and Feyenoord. And then Group L, Hoffenheim's on top, followed by Red Star Belgrade. Slovan Liberic is in third, and then Genk is in last. So that's the roundup for UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League for match day two. Um, luckily for us, though, we got more European matches on tomorrow, Tuesday, then Wednesday, and Thursday. All right. So moving on to, um, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the big five in Europe, the top five um, in France. League One, match day nine. Uh, there was a match on Friday between Marseille and Lyon, but it was postponed. I'm not sure why it was postponed. There was, you know, some of the matches that were postponed or pushed back um, within Europe. I wasn't able to find some of the reasons. Now, um, in Europe, and I know because, you know, I'm still, still have family in Germany, um, France and Germany and the UK now, they're starting, you know, a second lockdown. Um, you know, things started to get better. They were definitely better than they are here in the U.S. And I think, you know, according to my wife and some other people, they're saying that they ease things maybe a little bit too soon. And so now they're being forced to go back into another lockdown. So it does kind of suck, but their numbers are a lot lower than ours. You know, whether you're talking about deaths or people that have actually contracted the disease. Um, so, yeah, they're going into a lockdown. So there might be some more games even, you know, within the next week or so. Um that get canceled, postponed, whatever. But uh, I know Germany, I can't really speak for France or the UK, but they are planning on doing it for at least a month starting today. Um, so they're going to go, you know, four weeks from today, you know, reevaluate the, the, the situation and then go from there. So, um, all right. But on Saturday, we had Rene 2, Brest 1, Nantes 0, Paris Saint-Germain 3. And then yesterday we had Saint Etienne 0, Montpellier 1. Nice beat Angers 3-0. Dijon and Lorient played to a 0-0 draw. Rems 2, Strasbourg 1. Nems 0, Metz 1. Monaco 4, Bordeaux 0. And Lille and Lyon played to a 1-1 draw. So there are no matches tonight. This is how the table is looking. And we got PSG on top, uh, followed by Lille. Then Rene in third. Nice is in fourth. Uh, Marseille is in fifth. Uh, they actually have a game in hand, though. 
um, because that match with Long was postponed. And then Lyon is in sixth. At the bottom of the table, we got Nice, Strasbourg, and Dijon. Um, notable matches I got for match day 10, I have Lyon versus uh, Saint-Étienne. And then Paris Saint-Germain is hosting René. All right, moving on to La Liga. Um, <laughs> La Liga's been a little little hard to predict this year. It's been kind of weird. The teams that you expect to win haven't been winning. And, you know, the top of the table looks somewhat unfamiliar. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what's, what's... Well, we all know what's going on with Barcelona, but Real Madrid is also having their issues. They're bottom of the table. Oh, bottom of their group, I should say. In the, uh, in the Champions League, they're not doing terribly in uh, La Liga, but they could definitely be doing better. Barcelona, who knows? I don't know. I was still, up until yesterday, <laughs> reading stuff that was saying that uh, Pep Guardiola, Guardiola... I can't talk today. Pep Guardiola was going to be coming back to reunite with Messi at the end of this season, you know, to try to keep him there. Um, it, I don't know. Barcelona's just kind of a mess. They're, like, all over the place, but... All right, um, La Liga match day eight. On Friday, we had Ibar zero, Cadez two. Uh, on Saturday, Real Madrid beat Huesca four to one. Athletic Club two, Sevilla one. Osasuna one, Atletico Madrid three. And then Barcelona on the road. I'll give them that, I guess. But they play to a 1-1 draw with Alaves. Barcelona is just not the Barcelona that, uh, that we know, that we recognize. Uh, I mean, they're doing good in Champions League, but, you know, you want to win your league. Especially all the stuff they went through to try to keep Messi at the club. All right, yesterday we had uh, Real Betis 3, Elche 1. Celta Vigo 1, Real Sociedad 4. Granada and Levante played to a 1-1 draw. And then Valencia and Getafe played to a 2-2 draw. And then tonight we have Villarreal hosting Real Valladolid, the team whose name I love saying. Um, so here's how the table is shaping up after match day eight. We got Real Sociedad on top, followed by Real Madrid. Atletico Madrid's in third. Cadez is in fourth. Granada in fifth. And then Villarreal is in sixth. Bottom of the table, we got Levante, Huesca, and Real Valladolid, who plays tonight in last. Um... My notable matchups that I have for match day nine, I have Real Sociedad playing Granada. So I'm, I'm going to actually watch that game. I'm going to watch that entire match because I don't, I don't know the season that I've watched either one of those teams play. And, you know, they're both in, obviously in the top five right now. But Granada had a really good season last year. They were, I think at this point, they may have been on top of the table last year. Um, but I haven't seen them play at all this year, so I'll probably check that out. Um, I just need, I, I know I talked about it before, but I think I just need to give Spain and France a little bit more love aside from, you know, PSG in France and then, uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid in Spain. Um, you know, we all seem to tend to focus on the teams that are doing well or, you know, just the clubs that are historically good, but, uh, I think I need to give some of these other clubs, you know, just a little bit more love, um, and just check them out because you know maybe I'll see something that I like that might help me in my FIFA career mode or who knows. So, all right, I'm gonna take a quick little break, go get something to drink, and then I'll be back with uh, Syria match day six.
All right, welcome back. Serie A match day six. Um, on Saturday, we had Crotone 1, Atalanta 2. Inter Milan and Parma played to a 2-2 draw. And then Bologna 3, Calagiri, Calagiri 2. Then yesterday, we had Udinese 1, AC Milan 2. Spazia 1, Juventus 4. Now, on Saturday night, I... Um, got like a text alert or whatever, um, saying that Ronaldo had finally tested negative for the, for COVID and that he was good to play yesterday. Um, I know everybody was a little upset because on, you know, last week, either Tuesday or Wednesday, when Juventus was supposed to be playing Barcelona, everybody wanted to see Messi and, you know, Ronaldo play against each other again. You know, it hasn't happened since Ronaldo left, you know, La Liga and went to Serie A. Um, but we didn't get to see that uh, probably because he couldn't you know, test negative. I don't know how they're doing it for some of the players in, you know, the different leagues in Europe, but probably have to have a few consecutive negative tests in order to be good to go. Maybe that wasn't happening. Um, I know, you know, the COVID can kind of linger for some people. You know, I've, I've known people that have had it and then gotten over it, you know, they test positive for it. And then, you know, they go the two weeks or whatever. And then a month after they're still testing positive for COVID, even though they don't have any symptoms, uh, their, their bodies are still, you know, showing positive tests. So that may have been the case, um, for Ronaldo. Um, but I mean, it didn't, didn't seem to matter. Yes. I understand they were playing Spezia, but Ronaldo started off on the bench. He came in in the 56th minute and then he scored three minutes later. And then, uh, he scored the 59th minute, scored in the 76th minute. So, you know, whatever it was that, was going on obviously maybe he was just asymptomatic with covid um, but it didn't seem to be slowing him down at all so he's still cristiano ronaldo <laughs> uh let's see uh torino three lazio four not but they lost to sasasuola sasasuola <laughs> sasuolo two to zero roma two fiorentina zero and then sampdoria and genoa played to a one one draw Today, we got uh, Hellas Verona hosting Benevento. So the Serie A table right now, we got AC Milan on top, followed by Sassuolo, then Juventus, Atalanta, Napoli, and Inter Milan. Bottom of the table, we got uh, Udinese, Torino, and Crotone. Um, my matches of the week for match day seven in uh, Serie A, I got Lazio hosting Juventus, and then Atalanta hosting Inter Milan. Moving over to the Premier League. Friday, we had uh, Wolves 2, Crystal Palace 0. Saturday, Manchester City barely beat Sheffield United 1-0. Uh, Burnley lost to Chelsea 3-0. And then Liverpool 2, West Ham 1. Uh, Sunday... We had uh, lots of goals in this game. Ashton Villa 3, Southampton 4. Newcastle 2, Everton 1. Everton was doing so well, and then I think they lost their last two matches. Uh, let's see. Then we had Man United 0, Arsenal 1. Um, you know, obviously, I was enjoying that. I think it was an Aubameyang penalty um, that they scored on to win that. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, that dude stays in the hot seat. I think he likes the hot seat. But as long as they're doing well in the Champions League, I, I mean, them losing to Arsenal, I think it's going to be a big deal. He's still going to hold on to his job for now. But that dude 
is constantly in the hot seat. I don't see him being there at the end of the season, but who knows? I mean, it's the Premier League. He could be gone before Christmas if they go on a long enough, you know, winless drought, but we'll see. But it was nice to see, you know, Arsenal beat them, and they beat them at Old Trafford too. So um, then we had Tottenham 2, Brighton, Hove Albion 1, tonight. We got, uh, or today I should say, we got Fulham hosting West Brom, and then the match that I am going to watch, um, we got Leeds United versus Leicester City. That should be a pretty good game. Premier League table after seven matches, we got Liverpool on top, Tottenham's in second, Everton has fallen down to third, Southampton is in fourth, followed by Wolves and Chelsea. Bottom of the table, we got Sheffield United, Fulham, who played tonight or today, and then Burnley in last. My notable matches for match day eight coming up. We got Everton hosting Manchester United and then Man City hosting Liverpool. All right, moving to Germany. Bundesliga match day six. I watched this match. I missed a little bit of the beginning. Um, I don't know where I was going. I was driving somewhere and a friend of mine sent me a text and he was like, oh, I was going to pick the kids up from school. That's what it was. A friend of mine sends me a text and he's like, hey, <laughs> what do you say? Do you are you counting this as three points or counting this as a win or something like that? And I was like, nah, because the last time I did that, you know, Stuttgart ended up only getting a point from whoever it was. I don't remember the game now. Um, Schalke is terrible, but I don't know. Stuttgart, I don't know. Anyway, it was Schalke one, Stuttgart one. You know, we got a point. But the thing that's pissing me off is we've played the the teams at the bottom of the table. Right? Schalke, Cologne, and Mainz. And we've only managed to get five points from those three games. I mean, yes, it, it's it's not bad. Nine points would have been better. But those are the bottom three teams, and we can't get nine points out of there. We got five points. Like, that's crazy. And I know last week I talked about, you know, we're on the quest for 40. We're just trying to get to 40 points so we don't get relegated. But... Damn, I mean, I want to I want to beat the teams that we should be beating. Yes, we came up from the second Bundesliga at you know after last season, but damn, we're better than Mainz. We're definitely better than Schalke. Now, don't get me wrong, that that header that Schalke got to score the goal on Friday, it was it was damn near perfect. I mean, it was it was pretty unstoppable. It was off of a corner, beautiful placement. There was no way that any of the Stuttgart defenders were getting to it. It was it was it was essentially perfect in my opinion. However, you know, Stuttgart had a bunch of chances and we just couldn't, couldn't get it done, you know, and, you know, I shouldn't complain because a point is a point, but, you know, three points would have been so much better towards the quest for 40 than just getting one point. And it was on the road. I get it. But yeah, I, I told you guys how much I don't like Schalke. I, I don't hate Schalke as much as I hate Bayern, but I don't like Schalke. All right, moving on. Saturday, we had Armenia Bielefeld 0, Borussia Dortmund 2. Eintracht Frankfurt and Werder Bremen played to a 1-1 draw. Augsburg 3, Mainz 1. Cologne 1, Bayern Munich 2. Borussia Mönchengladbach 1, RB Leipzig 0. And then yesterday, we had Freiburg 2, Bayer Leverkusen 4. And then Hertha Berlin and Wolfsburg played to a 1-1 draw. Today, we got uh, Hoffenheim hosting Union Berlin. So Bundesliga table right now, after six match days, got Bayern on top with 15 points, followed by Borussia Dortmund, also with 15 points, 
RB Leipzig's in third with 13 points. Bayer Leverkusen's in fourth with 12. Borussia Mönchengladbach's in fifth with 11 points. Uh, Augsburg is in sixth with 10 points. I know I usually only do the top six, but VFB Stuttgart is in seventh with nine points. And then bottom of the table, we got Cologne in 16th with two points. Schalke is in 17th also with two. And then Mainz is in last with zero points so far. So my notable matchups that I got for this coming week, uh, Mainz and Schalke, those are the two worst teams in the league. And it might actually be a pretty decent game to watch. Who knows? I mean, especially the way that Schalke was moving the ball. Um, then we got uh, Der Klassiker. It's the German version of uh, El Clasico. We got Borussia Dortmund hosting Bayern Munich. And then my other match, we got Bayer Leverkusen hosting Borussia Mönchengladbach. I know I didn't have the Stuttgart game on there, but, um, you know, it's Stuttgart. I'm going to watch that game anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. Oh, moving on to the United States, Los Estados Unidos. MLS, Major League Soccer, match day 21. Now, this jumps all over the place because, you know, they're trying to fit all these games in because their season actually should have ended already. They should be in, you know, MLS Cup playoffs right now, but, you know, they had to deal with COVID just like everybody else. Uh, let's see. So for match day 22, last Wednesday, we had Toronto FC 0, NYCFC 1. Then we jump to, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go back. Match day 21, last Tuesday. Uh, we had Montreal Impact 0, Nashville 1, Whitecaps FC 0, and then Seattle Sounders 2. Uh, Wednesday, we had New York Red Bulls 1-0 over the New York Revolution, or New England Revolution. FC Cincinnati lost 1-0 to Sporting KC. Orlando City 4, Atlanta United 1, Philadelphia Union 2, Chicago Fire 1. D.C. United beat Columbus Crew 1-0. Minnesota United 2, Colorado Rapids 1. FC Dallas 2, Inter Miami 1. The Portland Timbers beat the LA Galaxy 5-2. San Jose Earthquakes beat Real Salt Lake 2-0. And then LAFC beat the Houston Dynamo 2-0. All right, I already gave you match day 22 because I went out of order. So jumping to match day 23... We had FC Dallas um, hosting the Houston Dynamo. FC Dallas won 3-0. And then Nashville and Chicago played to a 1-1 draw. And then yesterday, we had uh, Columbus Crew 2, Philadelphia Union 1. Atlanta United 2, FC Cincinnati 0. Then we had the Hudson River Derby between the two New York teams, even though one of them really plays in New Jersey. NYCFC 5, the New York Red Bulls. Should be the New York, New Jersey Red Bulls, two. Uh, Montreal Impact zero, Orlando City one, New England Revolution four, DC United three. That that game also has a name. That's another derby match. Um, the the match between Sporting KC and Minnesota United was abandoned. I'm not exactly sure why. I couldn't find any information about it. Uh, Toronto FC two, Inter Miami one. Colorado Rapids, 3. Seattle Sounders, 1. The Portland Timbers beat the Whitecaps, 1-0. The LA Galaxy beat Real Salt Lake, 2-1. And the game between the San Jose Earthquakes and 
LAFC was also postponed. Also don't know why. And the next next game in uh, match day 23 won't happen until Wednesday. It's the LA Galaxy hosting the Seattle Sounders. So I'll give you the top six in each conference because the MLS playoffs, they only have one more match day left, match day 24. And then uh, the playoffs will start after that. So right now, the top six in the Eastern Conference, we got the Philadelphia Union, followed by the Toronto FC, Columbus Crew, Orlando City, NYCFC, and then the New England Revolution. And we'll also put Nashville in there, too, because I think the, t- the top team gets a bye, I think. They've changed the rules. Western Conference, uh, we got the Portland Timbers on top, followed by Sporting KC, followed by the Seattle, Sal- Seattle Sounders. I don't know why that's so hard to get out. Uh, in fourth place, we got Minnesota United, then LAFC, then FC Dallas is in sixth place, and the Colorado Rapids are currently in seventh. But they're still behind. They've only played 16 games. And like I said, we're on match day 23, so they still have a lot of games to uh, to make up. Um, MLS playoffs should be pretty good, though, to watch this year. I couldn't tell you who I think is going to win it. You know, playoffs are always kind of weird because um, it, it could be any any given day. Plus, it's starting to get cold here in you know parts of the U.S., especially in Philly, definitely in Toronto, New York, the Boston area. I mean, I don't know how it's going to be up in Portland. Kansas City, I'm sure it's going to be cold. Um, some of these teams better hope that Colorado doesn't make it because, you know, they've had some pretty some pretty terrible weather. So, but we'll see. Um, all right, I'm going to take another quick little break, and I will be back in a minute. All right, welcome back. So last week, I went over the Oceana football confederation and this week it is time for i guess you could say my home confederation um it's a confederation of north central america and caribbean association football um concacaf the big three of concacaf i guess you could say four is canada the united states mexico and i would put costa rica in there because costa rica is they're they're a really good team in, in our confederation. So, um, there are 41 members of CONCACAF. They're broken up into three different zones. So they have the North American Football Union, which has three members. It's Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Then there's the Central American Football Union, which has seven members, which is made up of Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. And then there's the Caribbean Football Union, which has 31 members. And I'm going to try not to butcher some of these names. <laughs> we got Anguilla, Antigua and Barbuda, Aruba, the Bahamas, Barbados, Bermuda, Bonaire. Bonaire is not a uh, member of FIFA. The British Virgin Islands, the Cayman Islands, Cuba, Curaçao. Dominica, the Dominican Republic, French Guyana, also not a member of FIFA, Granada, Guadalupe, not a member of FIFA, Guyana, Haiti, Jamaica, Martinique, not a member of FIFA, Montserrat, Puerto Rico, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, uh, St. Martin, not a member of FIFA, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, 
Sint Martin, also not a member of FIFA, Suriname, Trinidad and Tobago, Turks and Caicos Islands, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Some of those teams you may not have heard of. Some of these teams just are not big football nations. Um, CONCACAF does have a lot, 41 members. I mean, that's that's a lot of, a lot of countries. But, you know, most of these are island nations, and they just don't have a huge um, footballing culture or history, for that matter. Um, speaking of history, CONCACAF was founded in 1961 in Mexico City. It was a merger um, of the North American Football Confederation and the Football Confederation of Central America and the Caribbean. The current headquarters is in Miami, Florida. So for competitions at the national level, they have the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Um, the first version of this started in 1963. It was contested, or currently is contested every two years. Before 1991, it was called the CONCACAF Championship. Um, starting in 2019, there are 16 teams in four groups of four. Each team plays the other team in their group one time. The top two from each group advance to the knockout stage. From the quarterfinals, um, it's a single elimina elimination. The last version was contested last year, um, which Mexico won. Mexico is the most successful team in the competition. Um, they've won it a total, you know, throughout the varying forms of the competition. They've won it 11 times. And like I said, they're the current champions. The U.S. has won it six times. Costa Rica has won it three times. Canada has won it twice, and then Honduras, Guatemala, and Haiti have each won it once. Um, there's also the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, it's similar to the UEFA Nations League. It was designed to, you know, fill up the, the FIFA calendar schedule for friendly matches to provide, you know, a more competitive schedule for some of the, the lower tier teams. Um, they won't, wouldn't be forced to play you know, some of the bigger teams as often. Um, the inaugural version of the competition was postponed due to COVID-19. Qualifying in the group stages took place, um, but the semifinals and finals are now going to take place in June of 2021 in the U.S. The two semifinal matches are going to be Honduras versus the United States and then Mexico versus Costa Rica. So for club competitions, there's the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, the tournament was started in 1962, and it's, it's had many different formats. It was originally called the CONCACAF Champions Cup until the name changed in 2008. Before 2018, the tournament had a knockout stage, or excuse me, a group stage. Now it's just a knockout tournament from start to finish with 16 teams. Um, throughout the competition, 28 clubs have won it. Monterey um, from Liga Mex are the current champions. And Club America have won the competition seven times. The 2020 version has been on hold at the corner quarterfinal stage because of COVID-19. And as of right now, there's no date set for the, for the completion of the tournament. The winner of it, though, every year represents CONCACAF in the annual FIFA Club World Cup. There's also the CONCACAF League. This tournament is used as a qualifier for the CONCACAF Champions League. And unlike the Europa League in, in uh, Europe, it's not considered like a second-tier competition like the Europa League or the Copa Sudamericana or the AFC Cup or the CAF Confederations Cup. Um, currently, CONCACAF as a confederation does not have any type of Super Cup. 
Um, and I, I love Super Cups. And so there is a there would be a way for them to do it. There's so many countries in this confederation. There's a total of 41. They could do the CONCACAF Champions League. Then they could turn the CONCACAF League into something similar to the Europa League um, or the Copa Sudamericana and have a Super Cup. You know, I mean, we're always talking about expanding the game, making it more inclusive, adding more teams. And, um, you know, we have a lot of teams here in uh, in CONCACAF. So one of the things that I thought that should happen, we got 41 teams. I know it would be terrible in the beginning for at least probably the first 10 years. But why not just make one confederation for North, Central, and South America? Because right now, South America only has 10 teams. You know, obviously, CONCACAF has 41. We can bring it up to 51. Yes, Europe has 55 nations that are members of it. But I think exposure to greater competition is what makes teams better. It's going to make countries better. You know, there's a reason why a lot of a lot of players from the Western Hemisphere and even the Southern Hemisphere come to Europe to play. You know, right now, the U.S. national team, we got we got like a bunch of players that are playing in Europe that are on the U.S. national team. Um, I don't know. I, I just been I've been thinking about that for a long time. and I've, I've read a lot of articles about Bowl and CONCACAF, you know, coming together to form like, you know, one super American confederation because we're all technically Americans. If you think about it, we're just North, Central and South. Um, I don't know. I just think it would be good for the sport. I don't know. Plus, I think it would help out the U.S. the U.S. national team and the Canadian team. You know, Mexico, I don't think they need the help that the United States does. But I mean, I don't know. That's just me kind of spitballing. So plus, you know, I think if there if you're gonna if you're gonna have a, a such a huge confederation, you have all these smaller teams. It's it's obviously gonna help everybody out. Uh, I guess I'm just like thinking out loud, but it would make World Cup qualifying a little bit better. Because imagine, you know, Bowl already has four and a half slots. North America, we I think we get three total. It might be th- no, yeah, it's three. It's not three and a half. It's three. So that, that'd be like almost eight slots for one confederation. But keep in mind that Europe gets like 13 or 14. So for the World Cup, at least. But I don't know. That's just me spitballing. That was the CONCACAF sort of roundup. You know, I think next week I'm going to either do Asia or Africa. Not sure yet. Um, and then I'll save Europe and South America for, you know, couple weeks in the future so um yeah with that though i think i'm going to end the show so um hopefully you guys get to watch some champions league matches got some some decent ones that are gonna be happening tomorrow we got real madrid inter milan porto and marseille uh atalanta liverpool um rb leipzig psg should definitely be a good one. Um, and even Chelsea Rene, that, that might even be a, a decent match. I don't know. Uh, let's see what we got in for the Europa League. Uh, Real Sociedad hosting AZ, Leicester and Sporting Braga, uh, Antwerp versus Lask. It doesn't sound like a big match, 
But if you're a neutral, that might be a really, really good match to, to check out. Um, that's a Belgian team versus an Austrian team. Should be pretty good. Um, and I'm going to check out Arsenal versus Molde. Arsenal is a team that I follow in the Premier League. Molde is actually a team that I've seen play in person. Granted, it was like eight years ago. Uh, I was at a, um, a Europa League match that Stuttgart was playing. It was freezing. It was in December. I think I told you guys about that. Um, but they Stuttgart was playing against Molde. Um, not, not a bad team. Not a bad team. But uh, yeah, enough of me rambling. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Get to check some uh, some games. Um, I don't know. Hope you guys stay safe, especially for you guys that are listening from France, because you know France is locking things down again, and uh, you know not to mention all the other craziness that's going on there with the killings that have happened. So I hope that you guys are staying safe and uh, you know taking care of yourself, taking care of your families. Make sure you guys wash your hands, wash your masks, and uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Oh, one thing, I don't know if you guys saw it, but on Instagram, and I will put it in the show notes, I created a Linktree account um, so that you don't have to, you know, send something or, you know, just find the Twitter or the Instagram or the email or whatever. I'll have the Linktree link in the show notes, and um, yeah, can't wait to hear from you guys. So you guys have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next week. All right.